Hi everyone, my name is Patrick Akio, and if you're interested in mentorship, design, creative engineers, as well as self-reflection, this episode is for you. Joining me today is Aljona Volkova. She's a principal product designer over at Mobiquity, and she's mentored over 100 people and is now mentor over at ADP List. I'll put all her socials in the description below. Check her out, and with that being said, enjoy the episode. Beyond coding. You know, this experiment's when you like, uh, put the person in the room and they can hear only themselves or yeah. they go crazy, they right? They go crazy real they quick. They wouldn't go crazy if they would just live it by themselves. But they get crazy because they called, um, there was a room that's like completely sand room. Yeah. And you could hear your own heartbeat and really? nothing else. Yeah. There's a, there was this experiment and people are going crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Because that's that's the silence, only your heartbeat. For some reasons, it, it very much impacts. Um, our mental health, like okay. how we feel. Yeah. Do you so. think Do you think you would be able to handle that? Like, are I don't you? Know, but I'm very curious. Yeah, right. <laughs> I'm I, I'm a person that gets really curious as well. Yeah. Like we uh, we had this kind of workshop with a lot of people, and there was this person that was talking about Japanese culture and like being more mindful. That was mm-hmm. kind of the his mantra, and it was like, okay, make sure your your feet are on the ground, your ground that you're gonna close your eyes, put your hands on your lap, and you're gonna count your breathing, and at the end, I want you to tell me how much. Uh, breaths you took basically mm-hmm. and then I was like okay I can do this and I focused on my breathing it was completely fine mm-hmm. and then at the end I don't know how long it was maybe a minute or so he was like how was that and in my head I was like easy done mm-hmm. and other people were like man it's so hard to focus and my mind goes everywhere and I started thinking about work or life or and I was like oh my goodness mm-hmm. um, maybe I'm like innately more relaxed but for me it was easier to just turn my mind off mm-hmm. I think yeah. Maybe you are like uh, having really good focus, or maybe overall very like you know like grounded and maybe. calm, and, like, you know like a zen. Yeah, but that's how you come across as well. That's why I was wondering like, how how would you kind of experience that? You think? Am I? Am yeah. I coming across like this? Very relaxed. Am I feel I? like. Yeah, I I've heard it a lot from yeah? people. Yeah, and um, I've heard also from people they have like um, calming, like people feel calmer around me. Mm. But to be honest, like I am intentionally calm myself down. I'm overall quite anxious person so i have anxiety yeah um so I, I like trying to focus on the real time because the anxiety comes from overthinking about the future yeah so if you think about what's happening right now you don't think about the future so you feel calmer and so you- that's that's what i do like uh but um i don't know i think maybe it would work it's 50 50 chance yeah but you <laughs> act, you actively try to calm yourself down yep even now, like that's like something for me, um, like that I've never done before. Yeah. So, um, and I do this like as exposure therapy. So there are things that I'm scared or anxious about. Like, damn, what if I say something wrong? What if like people blame me? They cancel me. Yeah. So, and I intentionally do that to see how it goes, to see how I feel, and then it's like it's actually not as bad. Like, yeah. um, it's just my mind going crazy. Um, and you build yeah. up a tolerance. Uh, yeah, it takes some time. With public speaking, yeah, that's hard. <laughs> because uh, for me, it was public speaking. The first public speaking that I did last year, I was in front of my company. Um, and uh, that's like, okay, like it's a safe environment for me. I know those people. They're nice. There are a lot of like friends like in the crowd. Um, like half of them were remote, so I don't see them. Fine, yeah. perfect. Um, I was like, it's perfect time for me to practice it. And I went there. And I was so stressed because like, oh my gosh. And again, this is overthinking, right? Yeah. Like in reality, there's nothing like scary. Um, and I went there and I swear, like it felt like my soul left my body. Really? 
And I like don't remember anything. Like I went there, so I was still like very nervous. Like oh, like but I was prepared. Yeah. Like, just it just brain. I went there and I stood up, and then it felt like my soul left my body, and I was watching myself from above. It's basically it's a, it's called dissociation, mm-hmm. um, and um, and I didn't remember anything. <laughs> like seriously, don't remember. But it was recorded, so I could watch myself. Yeah. But a lot of people came after me and said, "You were so good." Uh, you were so funny. You're like, what was I? <laughs> like, I don't remember. Uh, but that was the first, like, a very like radical. The next one was a bit better. Yeah. So um, I was waiting for this moment when I was like, okay, this is okay. I was just overthinking. And then some moment in the middle, I just started enjoying it. Okay. And it was fun. I was yeah. Like, Actually, that's quite nice. So, and in the panel, there was, um, I was this year, like a few months ago, I was in the latest that UX Amsterdam panel. And I've never done the panel. So uh, public speaking is just you preparing the speech. You have the slides to support you, right? Yeah, you got this. So you, it's fine. It's kind of like safer. But here, you never know what's going to be asked. No. <laughs> it's so random, right? But I was like, oh, it's okay. Um, I don't have to answer. Yeah. Because there are um, um, five, I think, or four. One, two, three. Four ladies in total. So I was one of four like ladies. And they were amazing. Like They were very experienced, much more experienced than me. So I was just, I can just chill. If I don't know what to say, I was like, you know what? I don't know. Yeah, okay. <laughs> so I'm just like, I would go with the flow. And it was quite fun. And the middle and was just like, can I, can I, can I? I have something to say. <laughs> exactly, yeah. So. When, you're, when you're looking at kind of the footage of you standing on stage, or for example, on that panel, do you recognize that's still you? Because for me, sometimes I'm like, is a different person. It's weird, right? Yeah, right. No, I cannot. Like, no. I I feel so awkward watching myself. Like, really? Ooh, I know it's me. <laughs> yeah, that's the funny thing. But it's like, is it? Is it? Because I think we, when we look in the mirror, we're static in a way, right? Mm-hmm. We don't really move or talk, so we don't see ourselves talking or moving. Yeah. So how do I know how other people perceive me? How do I move? What what like how do I walk? Yeah, like your said, mannerisms and stuff. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like with the people that you know, you know even the way if you know them for a long time, you know the way they walk. Yeah. Right. Um, I have no idea how I walk. <laughs> <laughs> is it is it good? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I mean, there there is no good or bad, right? I right, feel like that's true. Yeah. yeah. But it's like um, I don't know how I walk like a rapper or something. Yeah. You know, or you might like still have an like, opinion. Do, 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 like tippy toes. Have no clue. Yeah. That's, uh, that's funny. I, I have that same feeling sometimes where I like have this kind of out of body experience where time flies. And I did, for example, last year, also for my company, we had like a public speaking event. I did that. And then afterwards, like I started fixating on all the things that didn't go as great in my mind. Mm-hmm. And people would come up to me and, and would say like they really liked certain components. And I was like, yeah, but this could have been better or delivery there and blah, blah, blah. Like I, I started kind of undercutting myself. Mm-hmm. And then someone called me out on that. They were like, "Why are you doing that?" Mm-hmm. Because basically, everyone is giving you these compliments, it's true. and you're trying not to accept them. And yep. for me, that was really like confronting in a good way. Mm-hmm. I was like, "Yeah, that is what I'm doing, and I should probably not do that because most likely that's not healthy." Mm-hmm. Yeah. Have you stopped doing that? I try. Like mm-hmm. now, I'm I'm way more conscious when I'm doing that. I'm trying to accept compliments. Mm-hmm. I feel very awkward doing that. Maybe <laughs> maybe that's a Dutch thing. Um, but yeah, I'm trying to be better there. Mm-hmm. How do you accept? How would you say? I, when I you try it? and be more grateful. Like uh-huh. actually genuinely say thank you. Uh-huh. And just, I mean, for me, it feels awkward. Uh-huh. It's weird, right? Saying thank you for a compliment and then yeah. feeling awkward about it. Yeah, I shouldn't feel awkward, but I do. Yeah. So I try and do that more and yeah, get used to it, I feel like. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I know you, the feeling. Yeah. You do? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's true. Um, like 
I think that's kind of like a self-esteem, right? So mm. like the perception of others don't really match with the perception of you. Like yeah. I have the same when people tell me a compliment, I feel like, ah, nah. So, and I noticed that too, like um, a, f- a colleague of mine, she said like, it seems like, do you do it for uh, attention? Like, okay. do you diminish yourself and say that you're not as good because you're seeking attention? I was like, do I? That's actually a good question. Like maybe mm. unintentionally, right? Or like, because I, I seek for validation, right? We all kind of like a seek for validation, but, but because when we get it, we feel like we don't deserve it sometimes. And it's like a conflict. Yeah. So, yeah. But uh, when I receive it, I was experimenting with replies. Um, I, I'm saying like, thank you. And I was sometimes saying like, I know. <laughs> <laughs> but I was like, it feels, I feel more powerful when okay. I say it's like, oh, you look good today. I was like, I know because I was I was trying to look good today. Yeah. It, but it's just a bit arrogant, right? So yeah. Like, I feel like it's douchey. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but at the same time, like, I know I put a lot of effort to do that. But I think there is something in it to kind of like, yes, I know I was doing that. I was working really hard for that, right? Yeah. So you kind of like take responsibility. But the same, it sounds douchey, yeah. Yeah. It depends how you do it. You can say like, yeah, I tried today. Like, it's, it's different than... Being like, I know. <laughs> yeah, but if you try it again, you kind of yeah. like diminish yourself again. I get that. It's it's funny to me because when, when someone said, okay, do you do that on purpose? In mm-hmm. my head, I was like, no, never. But then you were like, maybe, maybe mm-hmm. unintentionally. Yeah. I feel like you're very much, how do you say that? Introspective in that way and you self-reflect a lot. Do you yeah. do that actively? Yeah. Yeah? Yeah. Um, I have, because I have anxiety, anxiety and overthinking go hand in hand. Yeah. Um, and I know that I overthink, and but I'm trying now to overthink in a positive way. Okay. It's, I don't know if, if it's a technique or something. I never read about it, but instead of like overthinking what can happen, yeah, I'm trying to overthink about what happened and think where like I didn't do as good as I could, mm. and try to come up with a, an outcome as a lesson because I had this pattern in my head when, hey, like damn, that was a horrible. Like, why did you say that? Yeah. Like. Like you saw they didn't like it or the reaction was bad. Like how, like you're so stupid or something like, no, 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 I don't like this. Um, I don't like this talk. Yeah. So now I was like, okay, I don't like what I said. Like, let's think about what I did, uh, reflect on that. What can I do better next time? Like, and in this case, it helps me not to feel guilt, mm. like, or blame myself for anything. And the next time I already know what to do because I thought, I thought of that. I analyzed that. Um, yeah. And it kind of like overthinking for good. <laughs> yeah. I get that. Yeah. Is that because those thoughts, those are kind of self-reflections for me, it helps when I'm talking to someone about it. When mm-hmm. someone says, okay, let's think about last week or the last two weeks, like what, what really stood out to you, what happened that kicks off all the gears in my head. And then I start self-reflecting, right? Mm-hmm. I start really evaluating what happened, how that made me feel, how I reacted and stuff like that. But for me, the other person really triggers that or helps with that. I've never tried to sit down and, for example, write. It's because I don't really like writing that much. Mm-hmm. Do you have kind of a system that helps you self-reflect? Um, I try to write. Like mm. I was writing a lot when I was a kid. I think um, in Eastern Europe, where I'm from, a lot of girls write diaries. Okay, yeah. <laughs> but uh, now I forget about it constantly. I like journaling, but sometimes it's boring. So instead, I would just, every time after I did something, I reflect. Yeah. It's already like became a habit. So I oftentimes have calls like at work with my team members when I'm supposed to coach them uh, and I'm still learning, like I'm still learning how to be a better manager, how to be a better coach. And after that, I was like, okay, um, what do you think you could do better? Like you said that, do you think it's the best way to say that? Could you instead maybe less talk and more 
focus on them and ask the questions. Yeah. And then I write it down um, because I also can forget about it easily. Um, and I reflect, okay, next time try to do this, like try to ask questions about them more because it's also like, it's a part of your job. This is, um, I have like a vision of who I want to be. Yeah. Um, and then this self-reflection helped me to go to that direction who I want to be. I like that yeah. a lot. Yeah, the self-reflecting more so when it happens rather than postponing it, right? Because then it kind of trickles down because other stuff happens and you might lose the value there. Yeah, I, I my brain is like, uh, it feels like there are a lot of holes. So mm. I have to write down. Um, I, I constantly like, easily forget. Um, so um, that's just the way my, my brain works. Yeah. So I have to write down the things all the time. I have to reflect on the spot. Otherwise I forget it. Like everything that we've done, like, a week, last week, a month, a year ago. I don't remember anything. No. <laughs> like, do you? Maybe that's it. Yeah, yeah. I, do you remember not, anything you've not done? a lot of details, but things stick with me, really. Oh, I, that's I really feel cool. like I have a really good memory. Ah, how yeah. did you, do you know how did you get it? Did no, it's you always like, like develop that. it? It's always been like that. Ah. Like even as a kid, I would I would be like, no, that's not what I said. Ah. And I, I could, sometimes when I would, I would, I could show proof, I mm -hmm. would show exactly that what I said was actually what happened, mm -hmm. basically. Uh, when I'm wrong, I al I also admit it because mm -hmm. obviously my memory is not perfect. Mm -hmm. But I do feel like I have I have good memory. I remember things that people say. I don't know why. Mm -hmm. <laughs> that's cool. Yeah. I think that's really cool. I, I wouldn't say it's like photo. How do you say that? Photographic, Photographic memory. Yeah. No, that's not it. Because if you give me a sheet of paper, I'll remember a few things. But it's not like a snapshot like yeah. some people have. It's just yeah, some some things stick with me. Mm. Yeah. But other things don't. <laughs> but maybe it's not the visual memory, it's maybe ears, like the, how's it called, like the memory that's come from listening. It could be. And there's also the memory that's coming from experience, right? So when mm. you experience things, then you know how to do that. Or um, So you need to have, like, to touch it, for example, like cooking. You can read about the recipe, yeah. you can watch about the recipe on YouTube, or you can cook it and you'll forever remember it. Interesting. I'm really going to have to think about which one it is then, if it's visual, kind of auditive, or more mm -hmm. so the experience. Yeah. That's an interesting one. Yeah. Uh -huh. like, I know for me, it's actually uh, visual. Yeah. So I write things if I want to remember. And um, I have really sophisticated, like it's really weird memory. But I remember where I put the things. So I have a visual memory to the point I can walk through my apartment in my memory and remember what is I have on every shelf. Yeah. Um, but I don't remember names. No. <laughs> so <laughs> what, what is this? And the numbers. If I write a number down... I will remember it, like, maybe forever. Like, the phone numbers that they have really? 10 years ago. Like, oh, that's cool. I, yeah, I still remember it. Does it <clears throat> Does it work with typing as well? Or it has to be handwritten? Uh, yeah, I think it's uh, with the typing. I We don't really focus, I think, with no, typing. Right? It's just, like, it's a habit. It's like talking, right? Yeah. I it's don't like really think about it anymore when I type. Yeah, yeah so it's the conscious act of writing there. Mm -hmm. Interesting. Uh -huh. I want to get into what you're doing no, more on a day-to-day -day now with regards to helping people and mentoring people. But before that, I saw on your LinkedIn and you also pointed this out, that you were a software engineer before yeah. you do what you do now. How did you make that transition into what you're doing now? Yeah. Um, uh, to just to, before I go to this, sure. my experience is very much different from the experience now, like yeah. what people experience, because I started 10 years ago or so. Yeah. The tech world was completely different. Okay. Um, and uh, like I overall, um, I started to be honest when I was a kid because I was photoshopping a mm. lot when I was a kid. <laughs> it was CS2 or something or CS3, the okay. first photoshop that I had experience with. 
Um, so I was having my own business yeah. when I was like 14 or so. That's dope. Uh, editing pictures for money. Yeah. <laughs> yes, yeah, it's just like coins because you don't really need much. No. And like in Kazakhstan, uh, I where I'm from, um, in like was like a, when I was 14, it's like 15 years ago or so. Um, like there was like everything was like a very low price. So and design didn't exist at that moment. Yeah. So I was just like, oh, you need a picture, you need avatar. There was a social network I was creating the Avkontakte, which is a Russian social network, and I was creating avatars for money. Yeah. Um, with the, if you ever ever used Photoshop, there was this ugly stamps. And it was a lot of curves, like, and I was like, "Ooh, I'm gonna put them everywhere and sparkles!" Yay! Yeah. That was horrible. Yeah. <laughs> but it was my first designs, and I left computers and I left ads, and I just accidentally kind of ended up with doing Photoshop. But then, um, when I decided that I need to go and study, um, my family we didn't have like enough money for the university, so I decided to go to college instead. Yeah, and there was a college that had the cybersecurity, mm. and then they had also classes with uh, development uh, developer like a coding. I think it was Java, um, and I was like, that sounds fun. I love computers. Yeah. building also quite a lot. Like um, I was playing games. I was like, I can build my games. Um, so I went there. Um, that was a lot of fun. I've learned a lot. Um, but um, there was not something is off. You okay. know, it's like not exactly me. So the best class that I enjoyed the most was um, design. Yeah. We did Photoshop. Exactly. <laughs> and I was, I was like, say. I already know what to do. Yeah, I got this. I'm just going <laughs> to help you to do that. So, and that was like, that was enjoyed the most of it. Um, we also had the HTML and CSS. And then I was like, we we're also doing some landing pages and stuff there. Mm. Um, I don't remember JavaScript. I think JavaScript existed, but very basic. Okay. It's like 2000. 13, 12, yeah. 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 Um, and then I had to get a job, SAP, because I had some uh, family situation um, and I had to make money from a family, yeah. for my family. Um, and I asked my teacher, hey, do you have anyone who has a job? And she said, yeah, my friend, he has a startup. Um, and I was okay, just go to this store. It's a closed clothing store that they sell clothes. Okay. Go to the basement. Oh, that seems and my friend very seems shady. There. And I was like, okay. So I, I call him, we agreed. And I went there, it was like a, this closed store with like a very fancy clothes. And, uh, and there was a, a basement and I went down to basement, there was storage of clothes and there were three uh, desks. <laughs> and one of them was this guy who had a startup. And the other was uh, like, um, I think he was something between the developer and the marketer. Okay. So they had the social media um, business. Okay. So they were like promoting stuff on social media. Yeah. And I was like, hey, I'm Mariana, I'm a designer. And I also can code because I was studying it. And I said, that's your desk. Yeah. That's get, it. Get started. Portfolio, interview, no. none. Yeah. So I just, I pick up my own laptop, of course, because the startup they didn't have laptop. No. I sat there and that was my first job. And I was doing a lot of like landing pages. Um, I, I did a lot of banners. There was all the stuff, like yeah. different types of design. Design um, and implementation? Uh, yeah, uh, because it's not a product. It wasn't a product, it was social media. Yeah. So we didn't really implement, but ah. um, we used, uh, we created some um, like a graphic materials for um, the social network. Like also again, that, that, that one social network that I was working with of 14, of Contacte. Yeah. Um, so we were creating some stuff for that and I was using some basic um, coding skills for it. And I was also started creating some landing pages and I loved it. Like yeah. creating it was HTML CSS and it lived. Like Good it's stuff. just like, wow. Yeah. Um, and then um, I decided to move. That's it. Like there's not much for me in Kazakhstan. There was, yeah, there's not many jobs. I decided to move to St. Petersburg. Mm -hmm. So I moved to St. Petersburg and I was like, I am going to be a developer because designer, it's not a real job. 
just like you draw some pictures. Like it wasn't a job much. Mm. Um, so I want to be a developer. Developer is a serious guy, yeah. and I love it. Um, so and I got a job as the front end developer. That was a lot of fun. Yeah. Um, so that was more hardcore JavaScript already. And because it was a small company, ex- in- except the front end, I was also doing back end. Mm. Um, and it was my SS squared. It was like 2014. Okay. My SS squared, that was uh, a thing, apparently. I don't remember. <laughs> uh, that was also quite nice. I actually enjoyed it, like yeah. the back end part. Um, but uh, because they had Photoshop skills, I still was doing design. I was like, oh, we know that you have some uh, experience. Like, yeah, can you like do this landing page, that like, that website, the app? So I started doing the apps. Um, and we were building mobile apps with XJS. Okay. Um, that was a framework there. I think it still exists. Mm. Uh, yeah. And then uh, I was like, okay, I think I'm done with developing. Now I want design. <laughs> yeah. Now that it's more established, I feel yeah. like. Yeah, and then uh, um, I got some invite, like an email, like, hey, we're looking for a designer. We saw you, um, your CV. Do you want to come to the interview? I was like, yeah, sure. I came there with the folder uh, with my pictures that I made, okay. like a screenshot. So that's it. That was my first portfolio, just yeah. a folder. Like my second was PDF. I just <laughs> put the images as a PDF. But the first was just a folder with screenshots of stuff that I did. And I was just like, and this, this, and that, next, next, next. Yeah. And I got a job. Um, and it was a um, UX UI job. Um, and then I learned a lot. That was my first like a serious one where we did a lot. And I had an amazing uh, lead there. Mm. She was very um, like a nitty gritty, pixel perfect. Every okay. time I was sending to her, she was like sending back. And I, was, like, and, uh, and I was like, damn, like, is it that bad? But at the same time, she taught me a lot on how to be like a very pixel perfect. Thanks okay. to her, I still am. Yeah. Um, and that was like a proper product development. So we had, um, um, I think at that moment, like around 10 products, like small and big. Okay. But the biggest uh, one is still exists. Um, it's called Unite. Um, it's like a communication tool, like a Slack. Um, and we were building it from scratch. That was a lot of fun. Yeah. Like we we're also talking to the users, all the dating. There was seven designers working on that on different pieces of it. And I was leading that. That was also like my first experience of leading it. That was quite exciting. Um, and um, because I was still coding, I could help, but I didn't really code. So yeah. I was like, it's it was like not a, your main focus. Yeah, I was still like kind of missing it, but it was like always in between. I don't know. For me, it's always in between. And there were not that many um, at that time, like creative developers that exist now. Yeah. Um, so they're either or. And um, after that, I moved to uh, with my ex partner uh, here to Netherlands, and I got a job here. And uh, I work almost for four years already in my Bequity. Yeah. Um, and also, like, for me, that was tremendous growth uh, from a senior to, like, a staff right now, a principal designer. That was a lot of growth, a lot of work, a lot of different cool products that also I built from scratch. I was on one or two projects as a front-end developer. Yeah, I was going to ask. <laughs> yes. <Yeah. laughs> like, really? Because, like, yeah, um, um, our um, uh, development director, he's like, hey, we need front-end developers, but everyone is uh, busy. Yeah. Can you help? Okay. Um, and then he said it's going to be a few months. It ended up, I think, six months. Okay. But I loved it. Yeah? Yeah. That's so I was good. I like, so enjoying it. Like, that was so cool. Yeah. That was also a lot of, we were creating the e-commerce website. So I was helping to build a commerce website. That was fun. Yeah. yeah. So it's always for me like that. Like, um, now I do consider myself more as a product designer because I've learned a lot about product design. I was mentoring people about product design. I am not a developer because... All this time, I mostly was focusing on design, so I don't know all the frameworks, but I can 
do develop some basic stuff. Yeah. Um, I can create my own website. Um, so, yeah. And do I, I do JavaScript, yeah. Do you still program nowadays? Like sometimes either with work or something personal? Sometimes, yeah. Not yeah. that often as I wish. Um, right now I'm more like, I'm trying to learn the 3.js and WebGL, because I'm very much, it's, it's, it's more in between. Yeah. Like I always loved math when I was um, uh, in college. Um, and also like I went to university when I was in Spitzberg. I also studied software engineering there. That was hardcore coding. There was JavaScript or Java um, and it was C++. Oh yeah. Um, that was like, that was fun. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, and I, I loved it also. It's like, um, it's, tickles different parts of your brain. Mm -hmm. So if design is something that you can explore and expand, uh, and then um, developing is more like a logical tasks, mm -hmm. and you have like a task, and you're like, what is the best way for me to solve it? Yeah. And you know some patterns, and you know some ways to solve it, so you can go like this, or like this, or like this. And it feels, um, I feel like engagement is shorter. When you're a developer, you have a task, you need to do it, and you feel satisfied. Yeah. It's like, yay, I did Solved. it. Yes. Yeah. With design, it can take so long <laughs> yeah. until you feel happy. <laughs> then because there are so many stages, you have to like, sometimes products take like weeks or months to develop, right? So it's a um, nonstop like iteration, exploration, bringing ideation. So it's more like outside and it's like development is more like narrowed down. Yeah. So that's what I love about it. And it feels nice solving something and it's working. And it's like, you feel so good about yourself. Yeah, I can imagine. Yeah. I, I love that the thread throughout kind of what you did was still design, yet you still found kind of variation and leveraging what you learned through programming, right? A front-end job, not everyone can do that for six months. Just picking it up and having fun with it also, enjoying it genuinely, I think that's really cool. Do you think your knowledge of both kind of development as well as design helps you in, in what you do now in understanding or, or being more effective? For sure. Yeah. I think so. Uh, I think the biggest um, um, benefit of that is um, that I can understand um, the architecture approximately. Mm. I'm not a solution architect. I'm not on that level, far away from that. Yeah. But I can approximately imagine how it's going to be built. Yeah. Or if there is a solution, I can like make it separate it into parts, right? So I, I know what's the backend, how the backend works, and what's the frontend, how they communicate through the API. Yeah, you can break it down. Yeah, so what's different the frameworks exist, what is the, like, um, how they differentiate from each other, like um, all of those, like, like right? Like I know what's the rate of React and just rate, uh, React, right? So like you can use rate of React and which React native, not rate native React. Yeah. React native. Um, so I can like um, understand the differences and make it and break into the pieces and also collect it in the pieces if it's needed. Um, so that helps me. Yeah. Um, and also it helps, of course, with the communications with developers because um, I know what they say. Mm -hmm. And I see sometimes in a junior uh, positions and like in the beginning designers when they start, um, it's a common problem, communication with developers. Yeah. Um, because if they don't have much of experience or understanding of how the products are built, actually, they just speak on different layers. Um, so both of them are right, but because they use different language, they don't understand each other. Don't hear each other. Yeah. yeah. So it could create a conflict. I see it less and less because I feel like more and more designers right now have experience with it. Okay. But still sometimes I hear phrases like, oh, those designers, oh, those developers. Yeah, that's not what you want. No, it's like we're on the same page, right? We, we just speak sometimes different languages, right? But uh, we do the same thing. Like uh, we do it together yeah. our team. Yeah, yeah. I, I love that. And then either you can be the bridge or I feel like sometimes it really helps to just call people out and be like, you know, you two are saying the same thing, right? 
and just talking to each other yeah. or you're saying something and they understand it but you don't see that they understand mm -hmm. it's like this communication thing is is very difficult sometimes and especially yeah. if you don't have kind of the knowledge of what goes on in each other's kind of work field on a more day-to-day because -day. Mm -hmm. that's what they're advocating for right sure you're in a team and you have this kind of common goal but everyone is still responsible for their part and wants to do their part the best and that might sometimes clash if you don't understand each other exactly right yeah. But uh, how is it for you? You're you as a development site. So yeah. how how do you feel about designers? <laughs> I I think I've had the fortune to work with designers that when I talk to them, when, when I'm trying to communicate something, I feel like they really understand where I'm coming from. Yes. And they're very flexible in being like, okay, if if this is very difficult at the moment or if this is, if this is a simple solution, or I also like just showing what my version of kind of the reality would be, they kind of collaborate and we more so co-create. Mm -hmm. For example, I've, I've worked with a party that would give me a design and then I would have to implement the design and that's harder mm -hmm. because then it's kind of, I feel like I'm, they're just a party I have to manage, right? While if the people are more so in my team, I can sit next to each other and we can be like, okay, this is what we have now. Tell me what you think. They'll be like, okay, these things need to change. These things are fine, blah, blah, blah. We do it on the spot. And I feel like then that's it. That's the most effective way is doing it together rather than having this kind of, this barrier in between, I feel like. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's true. That's yeah, I'm happy experience. that it's getting more and more there. Right? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, yeah. I see this, like, um, and it makes me very happy. Yeah, yeah. I can imagine. I, I haven't seen what you've seen, that people are more aware of each other's experience. Maybe aware is is the right word, mm -hmm. but I, I haven't seen what you see, that people actually have experience in both sides as well. You, you haven't seen those people? No, no, a few people. But I wouldn't say that as kind of a general remark, actually. Um, I have a friend um, who is a very good developer and he has experience with design. And I yeah. saw his designs. That's quite decent yeah. designs. Yeah. I was like, wow, that's quite nice. Like, um, And then I have also um, um, a friend uh, who has both. Like, But there are some people. Like in my team, we have um, a, co a colleague of mine, Allah. Yeah. And he's freaking amazing. He does both. Yeah. Um, he's creative coder, so he's doing it on more like a three JS and WebGL stuff. Everything he touches is just becomes like magic. That's so, awesome. Yeah. So you kind of like look at this and it's like, damn it, like that's the god level. That's cool. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There are a few people that I also look up to, and I'm like, they're they're legit. It's like yeah. I love working with them because you can learn a lot. Yeah. But yeah, that level is uh, is admirable. I yeah. feel like. But I, I do know even like colleagues of mine that I'm thinking that quite a few of them have experience and they are like somewhere in between. They're yeah. trying to either make the bridges. So I was working with the front end developer in the company where I'm right now in my Bigquery, um, who when I came, he was a designer um, and uh, because he wanted to be a creative developer. So he wanted to learn about design. So he said to creative team, like, hey, I'm a developer, but I want to learn, can I join? And he joined the team as a junior designer uh, and then he's like, he was quite quite good. Like I haven't seen much of his work, so I cannot say. Yeah. But he was quite good. Um, and then uh, he's like, hey, like um, I have kids. I have to go back because I have. I think he has right now three kids. So junior developer, junior designer salary and senior front end developer salary, of course, different. So he came back. Yeah. But his idea still was there. He was always trying to find this way to be in between and uh, either build the bridges so we can collaborate better, or he will like wanted to be something. Like that combines the both. And now he is going to another company that uh, he is actually going to be like that sweet spot. Yeah. Good for him. Yeah. I, I like happy. that. Well, people are like, I don't want to choose. Uh -huh. I want both. 
Yeah. And they, they put in the work because I feel like it is a lot of work to be able yeah. to do both at a high level, right? At the yeah. level that you would want to do it. That's but true. if they make it happen, I think that's really cool. Yeah, yeah. I, it's it's tremendous work. Right? Because either within UX, UI, if you don't take product design, if you just take UX, UI, a lot of people are either stronger in UX or yeah. UI. There are not that many people that are strong in both. And then product design adds extra layer, right? But if you want to be a developer and designer, so it's probably you one way or another have to know UX, and like you're mostly focused on UI most likely, uh, but you have to also know UX if you want to do very usable products. And then you want to do the coding front end grows so fast. Yeah, right. Yeah. If you're and out of it, you have to be yeah. like, okay, what, what do I need to catch up on? Like when I was on this project like for six months, I was like, I missed so much. Like yeah. I haven't been there for a few years, two years, like bam like everything changed like i don't remember anything mm -hmm. so and then if you want to be on top of it or at least in the middle right um it's a lot of work you yeah. have to study and design moves fast and front end moves fast crazy yeah you have to be able to catch up on both ends that's yeah. hard yeah it requires a lot of attention i feel like yeah and also free time <laughs> oh yeah. yeah 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 time investment is the biggest part then yep uh, talk to me about kind of that phase when you we're thinking about mentoring other people and then the step that you actually took to do that. When was that? Um, I, it was four years ago yeah. when I moved here. Um, I was struggling with getting a job here because market for me was here different from my experience in Russia where I was living and working. Yeah. Um, in it's completely different. So I was like, what what is happening? Why my methods that work there don't work here? Mm. So, um, and I needed help. And I was taking at that moment the course um, about uh, design UX UI. I don't remember. I think it was research. Yeah, I think it was about research. And there was a program attached to this course. Like uh, you can find a mentor. And uh, I was like, oh, like this person looks nice. He has a lot of experience. He can help me. And he helped me to get a job. Okay. And this kind of like it was my first experience with mentor. I never had mentors before. Um, but I was so grateful because by myself, I would still manage it, but it would take much more time and much more like ner nerves of my like a, yeah, a lot yeah. of nerves would You're, be destroyed. You by yourself. Yeah, and then my mental health. But the, he helped me because it's always right easy from the other side to give feedback. You not always see what you do, right? It's the same as you don't see how you walk. Mm. So another person can tell you what you do and how you can do it better. And he helped me a lot. And I was like, I want to pay back. Like it was my first thought because um. It's not just me. It wasn't just me. Like a lot of people move or um, they just need help with something that I have experience with. And I decided, like, I'm just going to do it. Imme so I, was it immediate, kind of? I want to give back? Yeah. yeah. Like uh, uh, he helped me and I got a job. And I was like, I want I want to do it too. I want to, I know this feeling of frustration. I know how it feels when you're like trying to apply the job and you don't get it. Not because you're bad, mm. but you just don't know the dance you need it's more like information a, yeah it's like yeah. a dance that you need to dance it's like a ritual yeah and if you don't know this you just don't get it and you feel like something is wrong with you but it's not and it was very frustrating and, and for me it was very stressful like what am i doing wrong and he showed me like how i should do it what i should like how I prepare for the interviews what different types of interviews exist like uh what shall i focus more on the technical part of it and I was very grateful. And I like, hey, I want to do it too. So I started mentoring on the same course on the Udemy. Um, then I got the into the bootcamp. Okay. Um, there is a bootcamp called Design Lab. Uh, I think they're based in the US, but they have across with the global people. Yeah. They helped me also quite a few, like quite a lot because they had a course and you um, manage people along the course. But it was not 
the same, right? Those people are trying to land their first job. They are learning in the bootcamp how to become designer. Yeah. Um, but it's first of all, it's paid. It was nice, but it's different type of relationship you have. Um, and second is that sometimes you're not a match um, with this person and it's also okay. You just speak differently. You have different interests and in a way of mentoring also yeah. should match with the type of mentee. So it was not exactly that. So, and then I found the, I think I was, I was doing mentoring some people because other people were referring them to me. Yeah. Um, and then ADP appeared, I think it was like um, about two years, maybe a year and a half ago, where I mentor right now. And I was like, that's perfect. I wanted to have a platform like this, but it's also a lot of investments to build. Yeah. Um, and I was looking for it, there was nothing, and the ADP appeared, perfect. So I started mentoring there. And that was, that was it. So there are people that come to you and it's either just request, like one request, or it's a long term that you help them to land this job. Yeah. And it's, um, it's very um, satisfying to see people, uh, like your investments, your time and effort, um, that it evolves and the person gets better and get their first job and how happy they are. Just for me, that was a lot. Like those, just seeing those people happy, and this, they send you this emails or something that's yeah. like, hey, like thanks a lot to you. And it was like I was just crying because it was so touchy. And uh, that was that was it basically. Um, and that I still do. It's like it's just like a voluntary kind of thing. Wow, makes me from, really happy. From four years ago, you've been doing that kind of continuously. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, I did a break right now and I was telling you before about that like for a few months because I have a lot of mentees and I feel I could scale it somehow because at some moment now I have like um, on a regular basis five people a week um, and um, like I could do more. So I'm looking for the ways how I could instead of maybe telling them, sending some materials straight away or something like that. So I was thinking how I could scale it better and also take a break to reflect on that a little bit. But uh, before that, I never took any break. Yeah. What is kind of within these interactions? For you, the fulfillment really comes from helping them, no? Yeah. Yeah. And then also you've had people that are kind of a one-off interaction and people that are more continuous. Yeah. When it comes to the people that are more continuous, like what is usually the period that they stay with you for? Um, usually have a goal, right? Yeah. So oftentimes the goal is to get a job or to change job. Mm. Um, there are less people that are struggling within the company they are. There are also a few, but mostly they have someone to help them out in a spot. Yeah. But I also had um, a long term. Those are kind of like indefinite. So you just uh, meet with them and give feedback on the work that they have just because they don't have someone to coach them on the spot. Um, but others, it's like, I think the max maybe was six months. Mm. Um, as the maximum average, maybe three or four months yeah. um, until they land a job. And it was before all of this like uh, horrible crisis that started last year. Now, I think the time is a bit bigger, but that was the average. Um, and there were, I think the maybe 50% or so were just coming like, hey, I need help right now on the spot. Can you help me give feedback with this challenge I have? And they could leave yeah. and they could come like in a few months after. Um, so those are kind of like, I don't consider them long term, but they come back. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Did you see any like commonalities between the challenges that people had? For sure. Yeah. Yeah. Quite what, a lot. What were those? Um, it depends on the problem, right? Mm-hmm. Um, there are a lot of uh, similarities. Um, it also depends on the role because I had quite a few people, so it's um, a lot of data. <laughs> yeah. But uh, for the beginner designers, um, I feel that you can see by based on their portfolio that they have no experience, and that's okay. 
yeah. right? Because again, I started with a folder. Start with no experience, yeah. Like, um, and I, I know it's just the market the way it is right now. It's very harsh. Yeah. Um, but um, I feel like people copied a lot, like a design thinking, and they have like a, a all the step by step design thinking, and they kind of fit in the work that they've done into this. Yeah. Sometimes post, so sometimes they follow it and they do like kind of properly design thinking. Sometimes they fit it in retroactively. But yeah. In reality, um, design thinking doesn't happen that often. Okay. Like, uh, it's a it's a it's a mess in a way. Mm. Um, there is this, there is a logic. There is kind of like an arrow, but it's like back forth, forth and back, like tick, talking to this, like tick 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 tick. So, um, and based on that, I straight away can see um, that they don't have experience, yeah. and that's okay. But I wish to hear story more than to see the process. Okay. And that's what I usually tell. Um, tell me about how you were working. Tell me about you were thinking behind about that. I know design thinking. I'm a designer too. Yeah. Like I know how it works. You don't need to tell me about that. Um, what I want to know is what you were thinking about and how you were solving. It's like what challenges you faced, who you talked to about that, um, what trade-offs you did. Um, because one way or another, they had it, even if they didn't have experience. And that shows their like that they reflected on this and it showed that they understood what they were doing. Yeah. So, and that was like a common pattern. Um, and then also like storytelling, I think is the key for many people. Mm. Um, it's very important to tell a story and not just to do it as the way as others do. Because also in this mass of portfolios, I'm a bit sidetracking, but in this mass of like in a, in a big amount of portfolios that I saw, it ends up the same as everyone else, mm. right? If you see all this and thinking, this and thinking, this and thinking, they're all the same. How do you stand out? Yeah. yeah. So, and I don't, it doesn't tell me who you are. It doesn't tell me what you're good at because they all, like, it's hard for me to scan to understand who you are in there. Yeah. So, yeah. Interesting. The The question you ask when it comes to, don't just, don't just show me the work, right? But show me the thought process. I feel like that, at least for me, in an interview would be the most important. I don't really, I mean, I care about the work that you do, sure, but if that's good, then we're gonna talk about, okay, what decisions did you make and why? And I might not even have an opinion. I might not really care. I just wanna understand your thought process mm -hmm. because based on that, I'm gonna form an opinion probably. Yeah. Yeah, and I feel like a lot of interviews nowadays are not, I mean, some are about the work and especially, I mean, in development lead code exercises, those are just about the work. Mm -hmm. But then still, they're mostly about thought process as well. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's true, right? Because um, after all, I understand that uh, junior designers don't have experience. And that's okay. Yeah. Uh, but what they need to have is right mindset. And it's hard to understand what mindset they have based on this portfolio. Mm -hmm. It tells me just that they know design thinking. But that's, but that's, that's okay. That's basic knowledge. And again, in reality... Um, I you have to be I think in a very like big company when everything is very aligned and structured that you follow step by step. Yeah, amazing. Um, neither in product company where I worked before nor in agency where I am right now and working different products, it's never that straightforward. No, it's not that linear. That's yeah. just not how it works. So and that means that I want to know your agility, how you adapt, who you talk to, what do you do. Do you go and ask for help? Do you try to solve by yourself? Do you try to invent the bicycle or you Google, right? So yeah. those things are important. Yeah. I mean, when you were describing really helping people, right? And even people that you've helped coming back later or having either a one-off or a really long relationship with them, what qualities makes like a good mentor? And I'm, I'm wondering this because I'm, I'm thinking about doing mentorship myself. Mm -hmm. 
the hard part is I'm, I feel like I'm spread thin. So when I want to do that, I want to put my full effort in there. And I mm-hmm. can't do that when I'm spread too thin. Makes sense. But I, I always wonder, and I think I'm going to do that in the future, hopefully near future. Um, but in any case, what makes a real good mentor in that way? Mm-hmm. Can anyone be a mentor? Um, that's, uh, in a way, I think it's a mindset. The mm-hmm. thing I would say is you have to try. You just need to try and yeah. see. Because um, a lot of people I knew and I know, um, they said, I don't want to be a mentor. And they tried and they said, no, nah, it's actually not for me. Yeah. And, and a lot of those people said, I don't want to be a mentor. And I tried and like, it's actually so cool. Yeah. So um, it very much depends on, on you. Like if you enjoy that, if you're really helping, I would recommend you try and see. Um, sometimes people um, say that you need to have specific knowledge to be a mentor. Not really. Okay. So the type of mentorship, what type of mentorship and what type of mentor you are, it develops after some time. Yeah. And that's what I was also saying. Sometimes you're not a match. It can be that that person that you are talking to is not a match with you. So it's it's okay. Type of it's like French, right? Not you cannot be friends with everyone. Yeah. Um. So I would recommend you to try, uh, see how it feels, and then just listen and to reflect. Um, sometimes I know the mentors, there are mentors that are more talking from their experience. I sometimes also do that. Sometimes there are mentors that are more like a therapist. They ask more questions, you know, like, mm. and what do you feel about that? I feel and like how would you do that? That might be me. <laughs> yeah. So, and, and both of them perfectly valid. You just find your like target audience. You find those people that are match perfectly and you help them yeah. uh, the most. What type of mentor would you describe yourself as to be? I would say I'm in the middle. Um, I like, um, telling about things that the people struggle in a, like a metaphor. Okay. So I like explaining things. I guess I have like a lot of like also theoretical knowledge that I, I've, I've told myself. So I like explaining like, hey, they come to a challenge. I was like, and this is that. And then, and explaining and structuring and giving them and they're like, aha, kind yeah. of moment. Um, so in you have to kind of like talk and, this, and you have to have experience in a way. Um, but I also like challenging sometimes people and asking questions. Yeah. But sometimes it sounds a bit, um, you know, like, are you poking me right now? It's like confronting. <laughs> yeah. And what, what do you do this? But hey, I came to you for help. Yeah. So it's a balancing for me in between. And uh, and also I have different tools, I would say, right now that I've developed that I take depending on the problem. Mm. Sometimes um, I do the co-designing sessions if I see that the problem um, is in the visual design. And they come to me and say, hey, like I did this, can you give me any feedback? I was like, I understand that there are too many things that um, needs to be fixed. So instead, I was like, can you share me a file with me, Figma? I go there and we design it together or I design it and I explain step by step why. Yeah. So like, hey, I take your design and this, for example, blah, blah, blah. and a lot of people said that they love it because they can see behind the scene, right? Yeah, it's um, like pair programming. Yeah. yeah. So and I do that often if there's, for example, UI, right? The visual design. But it doesn't work with everything, right? Um, and I had this kind of like um, tools that I've developed and then just take them. Yeah. yeah. I, I love the pair, kind of pair programming <laughs> session, the, the co-creation. Yeah. I feel like that's so important because you're not just showing them the end result, right? I feel like if you're starting out from scratch and you're seeing all these beautiful end results, mm-hmm. then it's pretty daunting, right? Because you're from scratch, you want to get yeah. there. And you don't see how to get there, right? That's true. And it feels like people just people just get it. Yeah. But there's a whole thought process. There's a whole way of working that's very much structured and experience-based and 
even individualized. And the only way to get that is by doing that together, right? Seeing that behind the scenes, asking the questions on the spot, why this, not that in the moment. I feel like that's the biggest kind of learning you can get is by doing it together. That's true. Yeah. I also like with the visual design, I feel it's easier. I think it's it's a controversial opinion. Some people don't think mm. this way. Uh, but I think with UI, it's easier to learn than UX um, because of copying. That's what I did a long time ago yeah. when Photoshop was there. There were a lot of um, tutorials, step-by-step tutorials that you have to follow and then you have this outcome. Yeah. Um, I love tutorials. Um, I still do tutorials. Um, and then tutorials, like because you follow the person who does it, you have this kind of pair programming feeling. Yeah. But also copying, um, you take a screenshot of the website that you love and you uh, like put opacity like fifty uh, percent, so you kind of like approximately Try and recreate see. it. And yeah. you, yes, and you create a font in this position, so you see the grid. You have to make a grid. You see the icons, the choice of imagery, the grid that the imagery and the icons are aligned, and uh, and all of that stuff. Mm. And then you have, it's almost like a tutorial, you have these patterns. So, and more you do this, more those patterns you have. So next time when you need to create a visual design, um, then you just pick from all of those that you've done, right? All those parts of website you copied or uh, tutorials you took, and you just like align them, dun, 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 right? Yeah. So if you don't do that often, you are limited with only those things. Just looking at nice designs don't help because you don't really analyze it. Um, and more you copy it, more tools you have, cooler design becomes. Yeah. And you start understanding um, the composition and typography and the colors. So that's the best way. That seems like a really smart kind of way of working or way of getting experience. And and copying might sound bad in that way, but it's really learning from yeah. what other people have done, right? Yeah. That's that's it. Yeah, but you, you don't publish it, right? Like no. you can like say like, hey, I was learning from it. Yeah. But it's like, it's not like a break of copyright. It's no. a learning opportunity for you. Yeah, it's it would be the same as if I would see like a, an application, I'd be like, I wonder how I would build that. Yeah. And if I actually take the step and try and build it, I don't know like at all what goes in behind the scenes. So I, I wouldn't really have an idea, but I can see functionality wise what they have. And I would try and recreate it. Yep. Yeah. Like a replicated, yeah. Like yeah, exactly. I think it's one of the things that you develop when you're a developer, and like one of the first programs is calculator, right? Yeah. Or like a game, or like <laughs> it's a, only simple. Yeah, yeah. link shortener. <laughs> everyone, everyone makes their own link shorteners. Yeah, exactly. So it's also like a tutorial, right? You you saw it many times. You just replicate it, and then aha. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah, and then yeah, you get you that. Understand it. But I feel like if I'm following a tutorial, like on on a certain application, mm-hmm. it it doesn't really retain as much. Mm-hmm. Like I, I follow the steps and I'm like, okay, I understand it. And then tutorial's done and I have the end result. And then if I would close everything down and try and do it again, I think that's where the value is. But then I don't know if I would be able to do it. Most of the times I'd be like, no, nah, I'll just look it up. And I know mm-hmm. it's there. I know where I can find it. Mm-hmm. I, I wouldn't know how to do it myself, basically. Mm. Yeah. But uh, you mean, uh, why does it not retain? Like um... I don't know. I think it's because I'm I'm literally following someone's steps yeah. more so, uh-huh. and then it's not as much about the thought patterns because they've already thought about it. They're just giving me okay, this uh-huh. is, these are the steps uh-huh. rather than talking about okay, we could do this or this. I feel like if I have a dialogue and uh-huh. there's options, then I can understand the trade-offs and the options, and it retains more than being like okay, this is the end result, and this is kind of the tutorials. Usually, okay, step one to ten, we're gonna go through all the steps. Basically, mm-hmm. that's different mm-hmm. for me. I think maybe it's like also the maturity level because mm-hmm. I remember helped me in the beginning 
at least to remember for the tool where the tools are located Absolutely. and what are yeah, the yeah. purposes. Especially Photoshop. Right? Yeah. yeah because there's so many things. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> All these filters, like drop downs and then there are drop downs and there are drop downs. It's hidden. Yeah, yeah. And then you like remember it like, oh, here it is because I already used it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. I get that. What I was still wondering is probably two thoughts, right? In this kind of four year span of being mentor, do you feel like you're still improving? Because I'm, I'm, Thinking about myself when it comes to experience, in the beginning you learn a lot, right? And then it kind of, it kind of is lessened out mm-hmm. through time. I'm wondering if you're still learning things about yourself or things that you can do better or are improving. Like, what, what's your feeling about that? Um, I think I still do, um, because there are a, a tremendous amount of different people. Yeah, and just meeting those people, understanding how the how it works in the brain, how what's their thinking process. You have to adapt every time to a different person. Like there are mentorship that you have one to mentors and um, repeatedly just meet with them right once a week. Uh, in the case with ADP, you never know who's going to be there. You have random. to on a spot. Yeah. Yes, you have to adjust to know what questions to ask. Um, oftentimes, the problem they come is not the problem. It's the problem is something else, okay. <clears throat> um, and you have to understand it and write, uh, ask the right questions so you understand what the actual problem, and they understand that it's not the problem they're trying to solve; it's yeah. something else. And this thing, like that, you have to listen. There are always these different people, different accents, different languages, different experiences, different problems, and you never know what's going to happen. That's quite exciting. Yeah. And and I always feel like I improve it. Like hey, like and because I again overthinking, um, I think about that. Um, can I? Could I do something better? Could I listen more? Maybe could I ask maybe more questions? Um, maybe I took over too much, or maybe we didn't click. Um, what what, what could I do better? It's like and next time I try to do it. Yeah. And also write it again, also for myself, um, some things that helped. And I have this um, already like developed another framework for myself when I mentor. Um, I called it um, past, present, future. Okay. Um, again, maybe it exists somewhere else. I just haven't read about it yet. Like when the person comes to me um, and they say, like, hey, this is who I am. This is what my problem. I first collect the information about their past, yeah. what they've done, what they've experienced, where they've been, what they've studied. Is it university related to tech or where they're trying to get? Um, where Like o- everything about the past. Yeah. Then about the present. Where are you right now? Do you have some limitations with the visa maybe because we're in the Netherlands, a lot of expats, right? Or they have to have a job as AP because they need to have money. Um, they have like a lot of free time or they have a full-time job so then they don't have free time at all. So i uh, trying to understand where they are right now. And then we're trying to build where they want to be based on those two things. Yeah. Um, uh, a lot of people like I have, um, they don't have degrees in design or tech. They are like architectures or physicists. Um, and then based on that, you have to address, right? You have to create like, it's like a game. You need to create this strategy unique for them so they can achieve this goal in um, the manner and in the time that they have, yeah. right? And they have kids or stuff. Um, and that's quite always exciting. And then you have to follow up on that. Um, a lot of people drop, like not a lot, but some people drop. I can imagine. Um, yeah. Because that the priorities change or something. But that was very exciting, like a follow-up with those people who follow this process. Yeah. And getting the goal and then achieving this, that's just uh, very nice. But this whole process that I have, that's every time different. I don't have two the same people. Yeah. That's, uh, I didn't think about that. I felt like, okay, it would kind of be similar in that way, but because of exactly the things that you laid out, 
the background is different, the situation is different, the context is different, what they want in goals sometimes might be the same, could be different as well. Mm-hmm. And then it's, yeah, it's based on the individual. And each individual is different in their similarities, yeah. but they're all different. Right? Yeah. They're all the starting points is always different, right? Sometimes we feel like we when we compare ourselves with others, yeah. oh, like I'm the same age as this person, but he's already better than me or doing whatever I want to do. The starting point was different, right? Maybe they were born in a different country or they had like a partner to support them. They didn't have financial issues. We forget about all of those things. Yeah. Like, and um, I always thought like that you compare each other as like a line, you know, like our path, like as a line. So here, like school, university, blah, blah, blah. and then I compare myself. I am this age, this age. I'm supposed to be here because he's here. Exactly. Or she's here. But it's actually like this. And sometimes we cross and we're in the same position, but we're different age and different paths, right? And then sometimes it goes away. So it kind of like this whole mentoring um, experience helps understand that there is no the same people. No. Um, you cannot compare. It just doesn't work. Yeah. <laughs> you can only compare to yourself in the past. That's interesting. When when you cross, it's probably when you meet each other, when you know about each other, and that's when you compare. You compare at the cross. Yeah. But the whole history of their you don't take into consideration at all. Yeah. yeah, I like that metaphor. And sometimes like you can even go along because um, some, I, I find it nice um, experience to have a buddy to do something together. Yeah, When you learn something together, it's much more fun. So you have more motivation. So I have a friend right now where we uh, meet once a week and we write together because mm. I want to learn to write. She wants to do more write articles. And then it's like we have different paths, right? We have different contexts. We are in different places, but now we're aligned in this thing together. Yeah. And then we go to different directions, maybe more across again the path. Yeah, that's very nice. I feel like it's having those conversations and meeting those individuals has probably made you like very flexible in the way that you interact or accommodate or just help in that way. Like, has it translated into your career or even your personal life as well? Kind of the skills that you cultivate? Yeah, I um, I think it changed me a lot overall. Um, I I don't judge much. Mm. Like like I still sometimes catch myself on judging, but it's like hey 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 don't don't. It's sometimes like a lack of confidence or something. So I don't judge anymore people because yeah. it just like it doesn't bring any value at all. So I'm more open. I understand that I cannot use one tool to every um every problem right and every person the same. I talk to different people in different ways that. Um, help me to deliver the message yeah. because uh, some people are more gentle and I know that they are sensitive to the feedback so I need to find a voice and a way to communicate it to them so they understand I cannot be like a harsh hammer exactly, it's not going to work yes, right, you need to be respectful to the way they are and communicate it to the way that they can understand um, and then I just try to understand the person, I listen a lot in the beginning and then when I understand it I also sometimes ask like hey like, um, what is the way of feedback you prefer I know there are some direct people. I I by default uh, tend to be direct, mm. but I adjust. So like, what the way of feedback you want to have, and I adjust it, and I like kind of like um, accommodate different types of personalities, um, and I think that helps me a lot. Yeah. Yeah. In French, in France, in work. Um, yeah. Do you? This is sometimes a thought I have because I I try my best to not judge. Um, I try my best to accommodate for other people. And I see sometimes when people don't do that mm-hmm. and that irks me when and I see people judging or when I see people like clashing because of their personalities and they don't want to adjust mm-hmm. to the other people, either in work or even in personal life. And I'm like, man, if you were a bit more aware or if you had 
kind of a more diverse experience in that way, you would see what you're doing is mm-hmm. is not really productive in in this end goal that we have. Yep. Yeah. I, I know the feeling, but you can also look at this. I look at this from angle. Maybe they are not where they are right now. They may be in the future. Like if I remember myself five, ten years ago, I was different. Yeah. Like I was quite dumb. <laughs> <laughs> Like twenty in the beginning for from twenties. Yeah. I was dumb. I was judgmental. Um I was like I was very shy, I couldn't talk to people. Like and then when I meet a person and it's like, Oh, why are you so shy? Just you know, go like do it. I was like, No, you were like this, right? Yeah. So with different path and then a different step of it. And that's okay. Like they they the way they are right now here. Like, Interesting. Yeah. yeah. So you just let it go. Yeah. Yeah, there's like there is no need to change it if they don't ask you to help with it, yeah. right? And then there is no need to trigger to, to be triggered by that. You can be and you can catch it like, hey, I'm a bit triggered, but by like there's no reason to be. Yeah, they are the way you are, um, and that's okay. I think that's that's probably my problem because I think it would be helpful if that behavior changes, mm-hmm. but I, I shouldn't be the one to judge that. Mm-hmm. So that's, you're that's solution the, focused. Yeah, exactly. I feel like that's my problem. Yeah, it could be. Yeah, uh, it's like uh, in relationship when you um, when your girlfriend tells you something, do you um, straight away tell her a solution, you know, or you're trying to listen to her and just let let her vent, you know? That's yeah. like a common uh, challenge in relationship. I was also listening about it in podcast. It's like uh, there are some people that are trying to straight away to give a solution, and they're just people like, yeah, of course, that's okay. Yeah, yeah. that's fine. That's, yeah. that's feedback I've gotten. It is what it is. I, like, I don't want a solution. I just want you to listen right yeah, now. And yeah, I'm yeah. like, okay, good. <laughs> <laughs> like, it is just, yeah. Like, yeah. there is no, everybody's like doing their own bests, like in their own way with the energy and resources they've got in this moment. Very philosophical. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. On that note, I've, I've really enjoyed this conversation, I must Thank say. You. This was a lot of fun. Thank was you. Was this kind of what you, expe- uh, what you expected as well? Ah, I didn't this? know. I tried to not to expect anything yeah. because if you overthink it, I was like, you have expectations and then they may not meet. Yeah, I know all my overthinking mind was like, I will let it go. Yeah. Uh, whatever happens, happens. Yep. And if I say something weird, that's okay. You, di- you didn't say anything. Anything yes. weird. <laughs> or I didn't even curse. Yeah. No, no curse whatsoever. <laughs> so yeah, it, yeah I'm, I'm going to be fine with whatever it's going to be. Yeah. So Good. I just want to enjoy the process and I did. Thank you. Awesome. Thank you for coming on. This was a lot of fun and I'm going to round it off here. I'm going to put all Iona's socials in the description below. Reach out to her. Let her know you came from our show. And with that being said, thank you for listening. We'll see you in the next one.